0: Armstrong and Getty This is the best of
1: Armstrong and Getty We were making a joke earlier About lost dog reports on the radio or Tradio Did you ever do Tradio At any radio station <sighs> Any little radio station where people call in and say I've got a set of snow tires But I could really use a barbecue Yes And then somebody calls in perfect I got a barbecue and I need snow tires
0: Yeah, It was literally the first year I was in radio Many moons ago I I did that a couple of times on Saturday morning.
1: Yeah. I, think I, I actually kind it. of enjoyed it. Yeah, I can see that. And then what, did you actually put them together, like write down the information? Yes, and then people so, would Jim, call in, on. and
2: I can't even remember the mechanics of well, it. Well, most Tradio, the person just, eh, here's my phone number. Oh, right, yeah. Give me a call oh, if you want right. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which you, you can do in, in towns where you're not going to get 100 crank
2: calls, you know. Asking if you know Prince Albert's in a can, or I don't know what the prank yeah. calls of the day are. Is, Is your, your refrigerator re- running?
1: Yeah. So. It was a simpler time. um <laughs> Did you ever do lost dogs? Did you ever work at radio station? Oh my goodness, that? yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, me too.
0: School yeah. lunches, yeah, well, as you know, I I, I
1: I did school lunches every school day for lunches? years. I wrote and one.
0: recorded a school lunch menu theme song for school lunch menus every morning. And you were doing
2: a radio show for second graders? Well, in, well for parents.
1: In, in smaller in smaller towns you just have well like I grew up in a town, there was one school. Every every school I ever went to was the only school in town.
0: And the lunch of the day Well, if it's going to be, say, Sloppy Joe's, all the kids are gonna want lunch at school, the hot lunch at school. But if it's, like, uh, chop suey or something unholy like that, mom and, mom's going to whip up a sandwich. Gotcha.
1: gotcha. Yeah, like, I make Sam a sandwich every night, except for Wednesdays is pizza day, so he likes the school pizza. Go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did school lunches every day at, like, I forget what time it was, like 7.10, the perfect time for moms to be able to hear what the school lunch was. And with shrimp,
0: with cheese, with gravy. That's at Newt Gingrich Elementary School. Um, we, But I had to do lunches for like 10 or 12 or 15 schools, which is why there was a theme song.
1: First class, Keep constitutional studies. Second class, more constitutional studies. Then we go to gym class where we learn about the Bill of Rights. Then we come back. And
0: obviously have a
1: second breakfast. I'd be all for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Civics.
0: uh, You remember that?
1: I think that would be awesome. How the country works, the Constitution, et cetera. What other small-town radio things are? So there's radio, there's the lost dogs, there's the school lunches, which I had forgotten about, but I did do that every single day.
0: The major feature of the news at the first radio station I worked at, it no longer exists, not a coincidence, WRVI in Verdon, Illinois, uh, was deer kills. Um, <laughs> where the deers had been hit by cars on the highway. Hmm. Barbaric! I, 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 number one, it was a traffic hazard. Number two, it kind of gave you a sense of where the deer were running around so you could you know, keep your eye out and slow down a little bit. But, oh, yeah, every morning there'd be a list of deer kills on the
1: roads. I worked at rural radio stations where I gave all kinds of agricult- agricultural stuff, like tons of stuff. Like-
0: oh, yeah. Commodity prices yeah. and futures and and, that sort uh, thing. And,
1: yeah. uh, and a lot of weather information, like barometric pressure and the the mean temperature of the soil at the four inch depth was yes. something I had to announce every morning. I'm
0: sorry, the average temperature? <laughs> the mean temperature
1: oh, sorry. of the soil at the four inch depth. At the three inch depth. No four. See if sorry. you're gonna plant your wheat that day or whatever.
0: Right. We the people on this farm
2: That's right, Mitt.
0: That ever was a do good like start though?
2: Misconnections was that a, ever a thing? That I feel oh, that like was a yeah. huge thing on the Armstrong and Getty oh, show. Did, oh, was it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
1: <laughs> we loved doing misconnections. Legendary. We tried to bring people together. Yeah, that you was funny. saw her at the library. She had blonde hair. She looked at you.
2: And then yep. you get in contact with a woman. Hey, would you like to go out on a date with this guy who is too timid to say something to you in the moment? <laughs> well,
1: huh? that that was
0: back when we were taking our original radio station from number 50 to number one. And it just got too big that people started gagging us yeah, yeah. in the misconnection columns in the newspaper. They started messing with us. Just trying we, to get a free date out of it. Or we something. had to dump it. <laughs> yeah. And ruin it. it. Michael, how about some transition music? I read. Considered highlighting and bringing to you this essay by a leading Chinese uh, professor and dissident. It's brilliant and eloquent. It is also wordy as all get out. But I read it and digested it. And this guy is under, you know, three different kinds of house arrest and is not being permitted to teach and write anymore, but he's managing to smuggle stuff out. And I'm sure he'll be in a concentration camp soon, but he's a very high profile guy. In China, and he is just scathing in his criticisms of the Chinese government's response to the coronavirus. And the long and short of his, his point is that, and, and this may, you know, sound kind of familiar to some of you, is there is no energy that compels officials to respond to the needs of the people. All of the energy in the system is to respond to the desires of the bureaucrat above you. That power is flowing in exactly the opposite way it should, and that and and he goes through example after example and and illustration after illustration of the people on the ground um, in in these towns only need to please the party official you know they're in their precinct and they're most concerned about the bigger party official above them and the idea of we need to do this for the people is completely vanished from chinese society and he he traces it straight up to and he has this insulting nickname for Xi i can't remember what it is but um that the entire system is built on that and it's morally bankrupt and horribly ineffective and it's it's pretty powerful stuff, and I can tell why the communists are pretty pissed off at the guy, but... And listen, I'm not going to I wonder if get
1: she's it. a communist.
0: I don't know. I don't know either. It, it's hard to know, because it, maybe you are an ideological communist. Maybe you just rose up in the system you grew up in, and you realize, wow, this is incredibly imperfect. Maybe even it's terrible. But if we tear this down, we'll have chaos for generations like violence and, and war and revolution, and, and I'll be the first up against the wall. So uh, I guess we perpetuate perpetuate this and try to reform it a little bit if we can. You know, there are plenty of people who found themselves in that situation. Gorbachev was like that, actually, in the Soviet Union. He knew how bad it was. He just had enough of a conscience and enough of an ally in Reagan that he thought, well, maybe we can like do something substantial here. Um, and the fact that he didn't end up against a wall was was practically miraculous, but... You know, I could make the point about, you know, the march towards socialism in the United States. And just the more socialism you have, the more of the government has the power to confiscate, redistribute, run the economy, et cetera. The more power it needs, the more control it needs. And it's never, ever done right. And the great I was thinking about this. listening to the results this morning. the The eternal argument about socialism and socialist disasters, which is practically all of them, is that it wasn't the horse. It was the horseman. Socialism works. We just had a bad horseman. A horseman. Hugh? No, not like half part man, horse, half horse. Part, which? Half? No, no. It's like a guy riding a horse. You it's got the a,
1: head of the horse and the body of the man. It's like, well, <laughs> would that it were? Would that it were? I, Bojack. I think.
0: I think <laughs> you're better off with the horse body and the upper body of the man. The centaur yeah. of old. Yeah. Um, is that a centaur? It doesn't matter. It's a fictional beast.
1: It's uh, you know, they have in the Harry Potter movie. Unicorn.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, if we can just get the right jockey on the horse of socialism, it'll go great. But it's it's not the jockey; it's the damned horse.
1: The head of a horse on the body of a man is the, really the worst of both worlds. You've got a dumb beast on a fairly weak, small body. This ginormous head. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's really right. no advantage. And you can't hardly
0: run twelve miles per hour. No, right. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad no way upside to be. if you're
2: a you know I minimum an, uh, minimum upside. <laughs> <laughs> chicks feed you apples? I don't know. I guess, yeah. You like apples? Sugar cubes? <laughs> a feed bag? I wish as a human I could have a feed bag. That seems handy. I don't love the idea of somebody petting my nose, but horses seem to like
0: it. <laughs> Lovely mane. You know, I was making a really important point. About here, communism. And, and frankly, you've undermined me and I resent it. They had a hump. If I was half horse, I'd <laughs> kick you right now. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. <laughs>
1: Lots of people asking, "Hey, when can you open back up?" There's a lot of people still in the community that don't have streaming, that don't have the you know ability to have cable and whatnot, especially now with everybody being laid off and everybody being so much more cautious about how they're spending. And so we're trying to, you know, find a way to get the doors open back up. And that's why I said we've spent the last several weeks cleaning and, and getting things ready
2: so we can maintain that social distancing.
1: That's the last blockbuster video in America oh. <laughs> that exists in Eugene, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Or? Right? Bend Oregon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Bend where my kid okay. lives. Um, and it's do they get did they get enough business to, to justify it or <sighs> do people buy t shirts online from all across the country? Surely they don't rent enough videos to justify it. There's no uh, way. What, to stay open? The, the, they, and they pay they, the staff? There's yeah, that's not possible. I don't know. Why would I, I ever drive to a blockbuster to get a movie?
0: Because it's a uh, hipster retro. That would be cool
2: once. Well, yeah, but Bend, man, that's what Bend is all about. <laughs> yeah, how am I supposed uh, to know what the employees pick if I don't go to the? They got the whole shelf there. You know, you got employee yeah. picks. You got Dean's Netflix picks. Is you just got. So, so oh, look so what confusing. Madison
1: says is the best movie of the week. She always picks good ones. Yeah, she right. said this one's a sleeper. I should Her probably get that. Out. Just like mine. I wanted to right. mention, um, I watched a movie on Saturday night, uh, uh Avengers Endgame with my son. Oh, He'd been wanting to see that for a long time. And, so much punching. And all, all the reviews say the <laughs> kid's supposed to be 13 to watch it, but he's 10. Will we watch it? I don't understand why they thought it had to be 13. It's perfectly fine.
0: Did it have smoking in it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what, and this, this is just a matter of taste, because like, I like country music. Some people hate it. Can't imagine how you listen. I have freaking no interest in a superhero movie. I just don't. I don't understand. The punching movies just bore me. To I, I death. just don't. I don't get it. It's amazing to me the talent in that movie, the 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 quality of the actors they got for that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they could be doing uh, Tennessee Williams on stage, but they're doing that because there's more money in it. But yeah. you know, if you like that sort of thing, you like that sort of thing. I got. I just I kept watching and thinking. I just have no interest in this. this well, remember, not there's, something more, that's...
0: there's more money in it because it's the Chinese market. That billion people wants to see punching movies and they don't give
2: a damn about some American plot.
1: Without, without Paul Rudd as Ant-Man being funny, I really wouldn't have been able to survive well, the movie. Y-
2: there's also a little bit of the, you jumped in on the last episode of Breaking Bad aspect. Because oh, like, <laughs> like I haven't this seen is, any of the yeah. others. Michael, how about some transition music?
1: Uh, so back, back on this briefly. Majority of Americans with kids. A a, a big majority. Three-quarters of parents think they're better parents than their own parents were. Also, three-quarters of parents believe it's more difficult today to raise kids than when they were children. And uh, I don't know what you think about those stats, but I think that's kind of interesting. So we think we're better at it. It's harder, and we're better at it. Three-quarters of us. Seems a little happy with ourselves to me that's isn't that's
0: right there out of the same uh, chapter of the book of humanity with 70 percent of people think they're better than average looking
1: yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah yeah which is hilarious yeah uh 78 percent of respondents were adamant that they would not be passing on certain aspects of their children to their kids that's interesting so almost eighty percent of people grow up and think there's one thing my parents, or a couple things my parents did I'm not going to do with my kids. Hmm. That just seems to be so. That's almost universal. Yeah, I had, I definitely had one of those. Me too, and I'm yeah. sure my parents did and mm-hmm. Everybody does. Sure, and my kids probably will. Yeah, um, but that's interesting.
0: Oh yeah, I guarantee my kids will, and they should. I, I'm, I'm open with them about I should have done this better. I'm, I'm hoping I can help them be better.
1: Would you give an example, or rather not? Um.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd have to think about how to put it. Okay. I I should have been better at letting my eldest vent her anger without seeing it as defiance. I should have let her stomp and yell and scream more and cut it off later. I'll tell you what, I would be... Because she has my temper, and she's just got to let the steam off, and I understood that... A lot better as as the years went by.
1: The only reason I'm any good at that is because my wife worked at a home for emotionally damaged kids Mm -hmm. and and tells me oftentimes he's just this is just, you know, him reacting. It's the only way he can react. It's because I always think it's a battle of wills (laughs) over something. Yeah. And they're just and he's just being defiant. Like he yeah, said, and, right. and and she'll say, no, no, you got to let this one go, and yeah. he'll, he'll be over it in ten minutes. And oftentimes he is. Yeah. And he'll come and hug me and say, I love you, Dad, and I'm sorry I said that and everything like that. And it was just, yeah, he was, he, I don't know why I did that. I would have not caught on to that if my wife hadn't had the background she had.
0: You know, I kind of appreciate you saying that, because sometimes two days will go by that I won't kick myself for that failing. Sometimes I can keep it out of my mind for like two days, then it'll come back. I'm pretty bad at forgiving myself, because I'm a stupid idiot. <laughs>
1: Well, it's because you think you're doing the wrong thing by raising a kid who thinks they can get away with this or that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're harming them by letting them get away with that. It's harder than it looks. It is. <laughs> Parenting? You don't oh, say. Freaking, it's amazing. Mm. Daily. Well, kids are so childish.
2: <laughs> you, child?
1: <laughs> you child. You child. You
2: child. That's a hilarious. What clip, clip was that? You clip? Child? That's a. That's a Pete Davidson. All oh, right. What talking, was he talking? talking about genitals in some way, and he used the clinical term, and I think Colin Jones chuckled uh, or something. Right. And he said, you child. You child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, aspects of childhood not to pass along to children, starting at the bottom. Grounding. Thirty percent of parents say they're not going to. Their parents did it. They're not going to do it. Really? Oh. Huh. Um. Leave child home alone. Well, that's interesting. That's part of the whole. We're just. What age more are we more talking cautious. about? Well, of course it makes 22. a difference. 22. <laughs> Six months. Six months old. You leave my rattle in a bottle. They're fine. <laughs> Go to the movies. You come back to Beatles. Joey.
0: Wow, that's dark.
1: Timeouts, about a third. So this is f- far less than half that agree with it. Go to your room. A third say, I had to as a kid. I'm not going to do that with my kids. Uh, time spent alone. Wow, that seems like something you have to do. Uh, can't get up from the dinner table until you're finished. My wife and no, I don't see eye to eye on this one, but dinner um, table events. Thirty-nine percent say they're not going to do that. Strict bedtimes. Forty-one percent say they're not going to have strict bedtimes like their parents made them do, and about half say no spanking or corporal punishment. Even though my their parents did it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Most challenging aspects of parenting. Uh, Filling the day, 25%. Filling the day. Entertainment, 25%. There's too much entertainment. Hygiene, okay? Um, An aggressive scent. Nutrition. Eh, you give them a box of something you found on the aisle, it's fine. (laughs) Uh... Yeah. They wouldn't
0: like mac and cheese so much if it wasn't good for them. Most
1: well, challenging aspect of parent education: thirty nine percent. We spend a lot of time on that. Setting boundaries: forty three percent. That's like ninety percent of parenting is setting boundaries. Yeah, all day, every day. Yeah, discipline: half. Say a discipline. What are you? Other half that say discipline is not a challenging part of parenting. <laughs> what is going on in your household?
0: You running some sort of Bernie Sanders hippie commune where there are no <laughs> rules and you run around <laughs> naked touching each other's genitals? Yeah, exactly. Sick. Bernard Sanders. That's right.
2: <laughs> All right, anyway. Ah. ah, It's challenging is the point. I would say on whole, your parents did a better job than you would think. I, I feel like there's a... How do you know what I think? Well, just it's from, <laughs> from from the survey responses, oh, no, I'm way better than my parents. I think your parents probably did better than you think. I'm, I think you're overemphasizing the parts that you didn't like.
1: I'm surprised that that, that many, that's three quarters of people that are raising kids. Don't think, oh, okay, you you don't cut your parents more slack now that you have kids. That's what's surprising to me. Well, a lot of people are completely lacking in insight, Jack. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong
0: and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Falsehoods almost always beat out the truth on Twitter, penetrating further, faster, and deeper into the social network than accurate information. Sounds like an ED commercial, but... um, Why? Why? What's the old Mark Twain line? Uh, the, uh, a lie makes it around the world, while well, the truth is still putting on its shoes. Why? Or to go a little further back, Jonathan Swift, falsehood flies and the truth comes limping after it. So it's been said in many centuries. And And Mike, who actually sent us this helpful link, says... Therefore, a business like CNN would be better off, more influential, to pump out complete crap than actual news. <laughs> That's disturbing.
1: Well, they are pumping out crap, and they're still failing. So I don't know what's going wrong there.
0: That's well, they're bad at it, apparently.
1: So why is this true? I'm sure there was a saying in in, in the Egyptians had that was the same thing. That's Probably just, so. But why?
2: Yeah, I was about to blame. Internet algorithms, but this existed way beyond, or way before that.
1: You know, I would like to say
0: I could improve upon this piece of uh, journalism, but I don't think I can, so I'll just read you a bit of it. It was hyperbole three centuries ago, but it is a factual description of social media, according to an ambitious and first-of-its-kind study uh, published last year, or, uh, yeah... The massive study analyzes every major contested news story in English across the span of Twitter's existence. Some 126,000 stories tweeted by 3 million users over more than 10 years and finds that the truth simply cannot compete with hoax and rumor. By every common metric, falsehood consistently dominates the truth on Twitter, the study finds. Fake news and false rumors reach more people, penetrate deeper into the social network, and spread much faster than accurate
1: stories. Is it as as simple as if you're going to make up something, it's always simpler? Ah, Jack, you're a wise man. That is part of it. A data scientist
0: at MIT who studied fake news since 2013 and led the study said it's not just because of bots. It might have something to do with human nature. They do concede that there, with Twitter there is a technological component to it. Um, there are plenty of people who are trying very hard to spread the truth because the truth will set you free. And, and, and it's, it's a good thing to know what's actually going on. But there are really, really enthusiastic people who want you to believe lies. But anyway, moving along, uh, it has something to do with human nature. Um, social scientists are alarmed. We must redesign our information ecosystem in the 21st century, said a group of political scientists and legal scholars. Um, and they're, well, they want to understand it better, and we can certainly understand that. Um, let's see. Uh, the study's written in the clinical language of statistics. Um, but to simplify it, a false story reaches 1,500 people six times quicker on average than a true story does. Oh, my God, they're expressing a fraction as a multiple. I already hate them. But <laughs> false stories outperform the truth on every subject, including business, terrorism and war, science and tech, and entertainment. Fake news about politics regularly does best. Twitter users seem to almost prefer sharing falsehoods. When the researchers controlled for every difference between the accounts or originating rumors... Like whether that person had more followers or was verified or whatever, falsehoods were still seventy percent more likely to get retweeted than actual uh, than accurate news. Um,
1: Accurate news takes usually takes longer. It's always got nuance.
0: Exactly. Often
1: not. Real life is not as exciting as made-up stories. Right. Exactly. Often, untruths.
0: And, and you know, I made this point earlier. I don't want to be distracting, but I made this point earlier about socialism as opposed to the free market. You can design a false narrative about socialism that sounds incredibly attractive. And if people take a quick look at it, it's clearly the best way to go. The free market takes a lot more understanding to, to realize why it's so fabulous. It takes a while. Um, so part of the problem is that. Untruths are designed to be persuasive. The truth is usually usually not always but often a bit more of a mess. It's a little more complicated and nuanced. The lie is designed like a torpedo to cut through the water efficiently and zoom to its target. It's unfortunate but You're it's a just... torpedo of lies. Exactly. Uh, fake news has become a white-hot political and really cultural topic.
1: So it's so social media is just exploiting something that has always been. I mean, I was listening to a podcast oh, yeah. yesterday where uh, the smart people on there said, unfortunately, a lot of the things that we had going on in this country with polarization and uh, only wanting to believe one side and everything like that has been accelerated by the technology it's like the technology came along at just the right time to exploit our weaknesses
0: yes and there's an old saying sometimes a difference in degree is a difference in kind if i can only get two cookies a day somehow me eating as many cookies as i can get is not a problem if i can have many pallets of them delivered to me me eating as many as i can becomes a terrible terrible problem and that's why i fear for democracy mm. Because the ability of people who would game it and screw it for their own benefit has exploded in the modern era. Michael, I think we
1: need transition music. So our bottled water machine, our pure water machine in the lunchroom is on the fritz right now. Yeah. And Sean is going all the way down to the gym on the first floor to get bottled water because he won't drink tap water.
2: That's right. You baby. <laughs> tap water? What am I, a Civil War soldier? <laughs> and uh, and
1: uh, there are many people that are doing similar. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think it's interesting. It's just uh, the times change. Bottled water is a huge deal, as you know. Our tax money for generations has gone to make sure that we have among the finest water on planet Earth oh, in terms it is. of safety and everything Absolutely like
0: that. the best on Earth.
1: And in human history, it's just unprecedented, and we've paid so much money for that, and everybody uh, under the age of 40 will not drink it.
2: Yeah. I saw what happened in Michigan. Because
1: <laughs> it seems so yeah. crazy to just drink water out of a tap. Yeah. You're not yeah. drinking out of the toilet, are you? You get it out of the faucet. That's
2: where you get the tap Right. Water. You get it out of the faucet, put it through your Brita filter, and then you got some good water. To
1: do.
0: Oh, for goodness sakes, you babies. <laughs> so He's like a yeah, little yeah. baby. I remember when they paused the Battle of the Bulge because the soldiers said, hey, this is unfiltered water. Excuse us, Nazis. We'll, we'll be back after we've gotten some bottled water. Is that the spirit that made this country great? The soldiers at Lexington and Concord just wishing they had a little the, 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 that's Fiji water.
1: I know plenty of people who won't let their pets drink tap water. Oh, stop I it. I know people send them to the me. That fill up the water dishes for their dog and their cat and their gerbil or whatever. I'm going to run water. a boot
0: camp for those people. I'm going <laughs> to toughen them up. Spirit that brought this country the greatness we enjoy now. It's not through being a pampered little pussy cat. Stick your head under... I grew up drinking from a hose, and look at me. I'm fine. (laughs)
1: Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Among the many robots here, Charmin is in the toilet paper brand, has a concept robot that will roll around your home bringing you toilet paper in case you're trapped on the john evie chai is with the Sharman
1: project if there were uber for toilet paper this would be it right now though it's only a concept but charman says they think some kind of robot that brings you toilet paper would come in handy it could even be connected to a voice so say alexa or google uh and then you just say hey i need toilet paper but since it's not on the market for now you're gonna have to get toilet paper yourself well that's essie <laughs> um uh, and if it costs more than 20 bucks, it no, just doesn't this, seem like a good expenditure This is an money.
0: effort to and, get the name Charmin on the news.
1: And it's only $75,000. You've got, listen, you're <laughs> going to need a
2: 12,000 square foot house if you've got a robot for every individual task you can imagine. And I'm also fascinated with people who don't come up with their own ideas, but they recognize other ones, and they'd be like, "Oh no, no, no! This is the Uber of toilet paper. Hate, <laughs> yeah. Like they just transmission, they just transfer the, that idea yes. onto their stuff." Uh,
1: you will need a lot of robots if if <laughs> something that happens to you three times a year is worth buying a robot. To You're cure. sitting
0: there and you realize there isn't any anymore. Come on, I, I need a robot to bring me a, a tissue to blow my nose twenty times more often. Then I, I'm stranded songs TP. I would like a robot
1: to find my phone when I set it down somewhere.
0: Of course, I'm, 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 I'm a stickler for uh, toilet paper etiquette. In fact, I'm more of a stickler than my wife, which I think is odd because women are famously sticklers for, you know, making sure you don't leave people with none. It's just, if, if, if it's down to the scraps, you best be replacing it. And if there's not a replacement, you gotta go to the garage and restock. Two scraps left is not a roll of toilet
2: paper. Just one ply? Do the right thing. It sounds like your, uh, your kid with the, the gas tank Christmas gift that he gave you. <laughs> just enough to turn the car on. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: So oh, th- I get up for work Monday morning. My son had left me with a teaspoon of gas. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Thanks, boy. (laughs) So the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, which I'd love to attend. Did you go to that one year, Michael? No, I Uh, did. Michael did, yeah. Yeah, Michael did. It was great. I'll bet it was pretty cool. Did you have to get special tickets or anything, or can anybody show up? Uh, That's uh, when you you bought that bring-me-more-toothpaste robot. (laughs) (laughs) What
2: the hell? Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff that's just senseless, you know? I mean, just just it's cool they can do it, but... You don't need is it, it
1: is it cool to go to, or is it like so crowded you can't move around? It's or? so crowded you can't move around, oh, okay. basically. Um, but have you heard anything leak out that's exciting for the year? I just saw the
0: headline, the 10 coolest gadgets we've already seen at the show, but I didn't read it. Mm. So I know, uh, evidently, somebody gets an early look, maybe the big tech magazines and websites and stuff like that. What? What's, a, what's a magazine, Uncle Joe? What? It's a website they print on paper, Johnny. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, it
1: started, uh. You use that paper in case your toilet paper robot is in like, the fritz.
2: I believe it started yesterday. It's going on for a couple more days this week. And yeah, right. so I'll, I'll try to pay attention, see what the, see what quirky stuff is popping around.
0: Yeah, or let's get our, our good buddy Jeffrey Fowler or one of those uh, tech reporters. Oh, Not, love it. Yeah, yeah, to, to talk about it. I mean, cause uh, you generally get a glimpse of the doodads you'll be
1: buying. Like, down do the you road. have your, do you have your TV? Cause I got the new TV. I, I went from dumb TV to mm-hmm. smart TV. Mm. Um, and I can hook it up. To Siri, do you do that? I just, I feel like there's limits to where I want to go with. Okay. So now I'm just, I'm not even willing to pick up the little remote and press a button. I got to tell Siri to go to Netflix. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm resisting too much. (laughs) ease and comfort.
0: Yeah, my TV has its own system. You don't have to go through a third party, but I don't don't use that. I've tried it once. It didn't exactly work. I'll just press the buttons. I'll just do search. I I just
1: don't know. How how much (laughs) comfort do I
0: need? Michael, how about some transition music?
1: Assuming things are going to be better next year causes people to act in crazy
0: ways. Do you remember my favorite uh, stock market advice from Warren Buffett? When Everyone is greedy. I get scared. And when everyone is scared, I get greedy. And everybody appears to be like super happy.
1: Oh, yeah. Good know. times are rolling and they'll last forever. Correct. Which is impossible, by the way. Credit card debt is higher than ever. USA Today, without an article, uh, with an article today. Experian, which is the giant corporation that controls so much of credit and got hacked by the Chinese government. Americans have at least four cards on average with an average balance of almost $6,200 on each card. What? Yeah. Credit card debt is as high as it's ever been. So the economy... was it Equifax who got hacked? The uh, I thought it was Experian. Well, whatever. I, no,
2: Equifax was okay. the hack one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, what did it's Experian got hacked? Fake news. Experian? No, something happened with Experian. Yeah, probably. But it might not have been the Chinese government. Yeah, it was something, though. You're right. Whatever. It was something. Um, The country's outstanding credit card and other types of revolving debt have jumped almost 20% from a decade ago, reaching an all-time high of about $1.1 trillion. According to a recent study, the average balance on a credit card is now almost $6,200, with the average uh, family having four cards. Um, And Americans have more room to run up debt because they're well short of their credit limit. And there's no reason to think we're not... Headed toward uh, reaching that limit. Oh, don't. don't, don't your credit limit. It, don't, don't even look at that. That's not your limit. Your limit is what you can
0: comfortably
2: afford. I don't know. I don't know. If I couldn't comfortably afford it, why would they give it to me, Joe? Yeah, that's a good point. Sorry, I stand corrected.
1: If you have credit card debt when times are good, it means you probably aren't putting away as much money as you should for when things eventually go south. Notice the word eventually, not if. It's it's it's
0: when right because it will happen. Well, yeah, well, there will be cycles. There are cycles. There will always be cycles.
1: Yeah, that scares me. That really does. Yeah. Um, well, I don't
0: want to lecture people all the time about you know Dave Ramsey's got that corner uh, tied up, but about how they spend their money and save their money and the rest of it. But uh, just lust. I one of the best sermons I ever heard in a church was about lust, and the uh, the preacher. Was talking about the various sorts of lust that we feel, um, and and it's you no, know, that's one kind. That's one of the your notable sorts of lust. Uh, Charles Krauthammer, the late great Charles Krauthammer, um, but there's lust for status. There's lust for material goods. There's lust for wealth. Uh, you know, pride is a sort of lust, and just you got to recognize it in yourself. Wait a minute, is this is this a healthy appetite? Am I pursuing vitamins that will make me stronger or is this gobbling junk food that will be do nothing for my soul? And uh, you know, if you can recognize that in yourself, you'll avoid a lot of stupid stupid spending. This is not something I need, this is something I lust for that if I was a stronger person, I probably wouldn't want it all. And again, as I'm lecturing you, I'm lecturing me, oh, sure. because we all fight this all the time.
1: And the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing is a real uh, impulse. It absolutely is. As everybody around you, you know, their quality of clothes, cars, size of houses, trips that you hear about, as all that rises... There's a, like a feeling of expectation for you, your wife, your husband, your kids, everybody, that that's what you should be doing, too. It's a little embarrassing if you're not. Or you're just missing out on life or being yeah. too stingy or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's that's probably anthropological. I want to anthropo- move into a cave and live simply.
1: It's probably anthropological. It's probably this is what everybody around me is doing. They're surviving. So right. I should be doing the same thing. It's probably, you know, built into us. You know, that's worth remembering, and you'd think
0: science would be a little farther along. Maybe it is, and we just don't pay attention. That after, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of Homo sapiens kicking around, at least according to the science I subscribe to, please write your angry theological letters, uh, you know, and address them to Jack. Uh But anyway, w- you know, we adapted over a very, very long time to survive, and then in the last, you know, couple of centuries, life has changed completely. And so it's not shocking that we're ill-equipped as a beast to you know, the acorns don't grow in trees anymore. They're, I don't know, they're they're at the bottom of rivers.
1: Yeah. And so squirrels don't know what to do. The smart thing to do would be to not behave the way the people around you are behaving. And that's not way that you would have survived back in the day right. as cavemen. Well, it's arguably smart. I think now it would be. Well, financially, absolutely yeah. would well, be. Well, small yes. house, Drive uh, cheaper cars, um, uh, take smaller trips would be smarter than doing what the crowd does.
0: Virtually every time we talk about this sort of thing, we get a couple of emails or at least one from somebody who says, look, my wife and I agreed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we bring in X amount, and it's usually very modest. We live quite well. We don't do this. We don't do that. We don't do that. I have a 12-year-old car. She has a 10-year-old car. We uh, you know, we we have only one streaming service or none. or uh, And these people are living quite nicely. And we serve, uh, I'm sorry, we save X amount per month. They have made the deliberate decision to get off the uh, consumerist carousel, mm-hmm. and they've lived quite well, and they
1: will retire quite nicely. It's hard for people to do. It's hard for me to do. I don't want to do it. Sure. I was uh, talking to another guy, a guy the other day, a successful guy, but he and his wife started out. They decided to live in a town that is not the town that you brag to people you live in, um, bought a house there because it was so much cheaper. Paid it off and have been able to. Now kids are growing up into nice colleges that they're paying cash for. Mm-hmm. Um, they have crafted this life by avoiding the comparing themselves to others or worrying about what other people think. That's mm. a hard thing to do. Really hard thing to do. It takes a great amount of um, self-confidence or something to do that. Where do they live? Crapville? <laughs> or is it Dumpy Acres? No, it's a perfectly okay place, but with the income they had, they could have lived... In a much more I brag, you live their neighborhood.
0: Exactly. You're a more, oh, what do what they say in the real estate business? You're, you're higher status zip codes. Yeah. You're desirable zip codes.
1: Yeah. And by passing that up, that did sh- completely change their financial life.
0: You know, but the, yeah. Well, I don't want to get too far down this road, but I have seen in the real estate business where you have house A and house B, which are across the street from each other, like a little residential street, but one is in the desirable zip code and the other one is not, and there will be a 20% difference in the price of those houses. You know, what does that say about humanity? I'm not sure exactly, but it's uh, it's real. And again, real ladies thing. and
1: gentlemen, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me, actually.
0: Yeah, I know it. I know it. We got, got a
1: reckoning it. coming with all that credit card debt when things do go south.
0: Buy gold from William Devane. (laughs) That's my advice.
1: Gold is a hedge. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.